What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I like Mysterium. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I do like it. I'm the one who bought it, and I'm the one who said, oh, this sounds like a fun idea. It's a good board game. Uh, but I do, I like Betrayal. I like Betrayal, and I wish, I wish our wives liked it, too. <laughs> it's, Betrayal, I think, is a is a better game uh, for maybe multiple replays, but... Yeah, we just we just need more friends. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's no way our wives are gonna play that ever wah, again. <laughs> wah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. I'm Travis, and I'm Brandon, and we're and I'm we're Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> well, I don't know why I have that yeah at the end of Brandon, <laughs> but you are Brandon. I am. I am indeed. That is that is the correct pronunciation of your name. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's ancient, <laughs> ancient Egyptian. Oh, okay. Yeah. How it, was it? How was it spoke? Uh, it was. It was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then, and then you picked up another large <laughs> stone and placed it upon the pyramid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, wait. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. Uh, yes. Welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. If you're new to the show, I'm Brandon, and I'm Travis. Uh, yeah, and we are very excited to do something a little bit different for this show. Usually we will pick a movie, pick a, a game, some sort of television property, and talk about that for a little while. But we thought, you know what? You know what? We got some new listeners. We got some, we got some old listeners that maybe don't know as much about us. And, and, and it's time for us to really let ourselves be the featured content on this episode. And we, and we, and we also have friends who... Well, they probably they just asked us random. Crap. Yeah, that's fair <laughs> enough. But we decided we let's let's give it a shot. Let's do a Q and A episode. So we posted it out there to all of our social media platforms. If you are not following the show in social media, there are a lot of ways you can do that. You can follow us on Facebook. Facebook. Oh, you're, oh, you're changing up the format. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Are we just doing this from now on? I don't know. We'll see. You, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I was listening to a podcast yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and as you know, I listen to a bunch of podcasts. Do you ever? <laughs> uh, and and he did all of his. His housekeeping at the beginning of the show as well. I, I think it's good because if we become uh, utterly boring halfway through, 
it still gives people the opportunity to hear. (laughs) Where they're like, oh, wow, these guys sound interesting. Let me go ahead and add them now. Let me follow them now before I figure out that they're not really that interesting. (laughs) So so if you want to do that, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show. On Twitter, at apathusiast. Over on Instagram, apathetic underscore enthusiasm. Uh, And all of our content, including the podcast, videos, including the Game of Thrones Fantasy League. Mm -hmm. Brandon, Brandon. (laughs) Uh, and yeah, blog yeah. posts and all kinds of other stuff over at apatheticenthusiasm.com. Uh, okay. Okay. So so we, we posted it out on the social feeds. Hey, ask us some questions. We didn't we didn't we didn't specify on topic. We didn't specify on like a targeted type of question. We just said ask us questions that you would like us to answer on the show. And Thank you, everyone who absolutely yeah. who sent in some questions. We got a wide variety of them. Uh, so, do you do you want to start at a particular end of questioning, or do you want to? Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, we we have we have them all written down. We do using Trello. Trello, not a sponsor. <laughs> not a, not a sponsor. But if you want to sponsor us, Mister Trello, by by all means, Trello. So let's go ahead uh, and start. Let's start at the top. Start start at the top. All right. This uh, first question was sent in by Anthony, uh, and I will read it in its entirety. Uh, (laughs) Eucalyptus oils, wax, and candles is a handy remedy for allergy sufferers with clogged sinuses. Mm. Why have stores like Target and Walmart stopped carrying these? Anthony. Thank you, Anthony, for your question. Thanks, Anthony. And thanks for starting us off on a very... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on a question that's really in our wheelhouse and something yeah. that we, we really talk about on a regular basis. Absolutely. When people want to know about us, they regularly ask us, hey, Brandon, what do you think about <laughs> about, about <laughs> allergy candle wax? I don't even know what he's talking about, to be honest with this. Well, here... Is it eucalyptus oil in candles and when, when waxes? I, when I think of some of these, these, these questions, I go back to, to Toastmasters. And in Toastmasters, they say, you know, we have you have table topics, the one to two minute, like improvisational kind of impromptu speech, right? And so you get asked a question or a quote, and you have to talk about it. Well, sometimes people don't know what anything is. anything about it, yeah. so they just start talking around it, <laughs> which and, is sort of what you're doing right now. <laughs> and so with that, master in, of your craft, and with so that in mind, you know, I don't think Walmart and Target have stopped selling candles. I I don't think so either. Well, you know, if you go into uh, the party section, you'll certainly find some birthday candles. Absolutely. And you, and for allergy stuff, if you're allergic to birthday cake. That's right. You know, there you go. That's right. So, so Anthony, <laughs> I would say, you know, maybe just look a little bit harder <laughs> in Walmart and Target. And I'm sure you'll find birthday candles uh, to to help satiate. <laughs> Whoa, that's a strong word. Uh, it's not the right word either. But, okay. Um, but there it is. But your, your allergies. And so, well, thank, thank you so much for your question. Um, and I and I think, you know, I think a lot of people out there have these similar, um, similar, similar concerns. Questions. Yeah, yeah, similar concerns uh, about uh, about why they don't carry these things anymore. Uh, but you know, you'll find, and you could probably check specialty shops or something. Oh like yeah, that, you know, yeah. in your area, whatever yeah. that is, unless but, you live like, like a on Super a, Target, <laughs> Super Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, moving on. Th- uh, thanks, Anthony. Thanks. Uh, this next question is from Sean. Uh, and it and it is if money doesn't grow on trees, why do banks have branches? I was. It's clever. I like the puns. I like. I like a, the. It's, pun. not a, it's not a pun. This is a, this is a real story. <laughs> this is true life. Uh, 
Yeah. Do, do, do you want to do an answer to this? I, mean, I can follow do up you, on it, or I, I already know what the answer is. This isn't a trivia question. Like this is actually this, this is, is historical. Legit. Okay. Okay. Well, it's then his, lay it on me. If you're the his, expert, you're the there, expert. There's here. a historical context behind this, because uh, you see the the idea of banks and, and bank branches, believe it or not, is is fairly recent um, in the long term of history. Right. Sure. Cavemen uh, were not setting up. 401ks exactly exactly right travis i'm glad you bring, bring it up it's a good point um but in 1908 nathaniel b leaf was uh he wanted to find a way to store money and put money in in and save it right not in, in mattresses and so Nath- which was the common practice at the time and so mr leaf he set up a bank right and he, he got everybody else to, to join the bank too and people are like, oh, wow, this is really great. They, they loved it. People loved the idea. And, of course, you know how networking goes. They didn't have social networking back then, but they still socially networked. Yeah, right? I at, mean, obviously. At, at parties. Lo-fi. Generally. Uh, and yeah. these were rich people, so they were at rich parties. That's not important. That part's not important. <laughs> but, but Mr. Leaf, eventually, his bank got so popular that they're like, oh, we want another one of these banks closer to us, you know, because word got to, like, New York and... And Baltimore, right? <laughs> specifically, Where, specifically those two cities, and 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 Pittsburgh, Sean. You know what I'm talking about. And so they're like, "What do we call these things?" And they're like, "Wow, what uh, ex- super ex- extensions?" Like, no, that's that's dumb. You know what? In honor of Mister Leaf, we're gonna call them branches. Look it up on Wikipedia, kids. It's, it's legit. <laughs> uh, actually, if you go to Wikipedia, you can use this podcast to cite your source. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Leaf, Bank Branches. All right. Hopefully, this is giving you an idea of uh, how the rest of this episode is going down. I think I think you give Brandon any excuse to uh, fill you with completely factual <laughs> and knowledgeable information. Sean, Sean, okay, so, so Sean asked this question, and we're going to get to another question of his a little bit later. Sure. He knows. He knows. He, he knows, knows the truth. He knows when we get to that question. Uh, he knows how I can ramble. All right. And make crap up. <laughs> uh, moving on. I didn't make that up. Mr. Leaf is a real person. Yeah. Nineteen oh eight. This is this is a familiar question from from Tiffany. Uh, it's why is a raven like a writing desk? It's great. Do you know what that's from? I don't know. No. I mean, uh, I'll say no. I don't know what it's from. I do now. Um, because I asked you like like five minutes ago. <laughs> I, uh, no, I was like, I, I recognize that. What is that from? And you're like, without Al- Alice in Wonderland, without hesitation. Without hesitation. I hope I'm right. Like you, I hope my confidence is valid. <laughs> before the question was even answered, uh, asked by me to you, you're like, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Right. Disney movie. Lock uh, it in. Which is the the foundation of um, George R R Martin's Game of Thrones, <laughs> the the three eyed raven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it looks so much like a writing desk, right? Well, no, see, because like, here's 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 how I view it, right? The the three eyed raven, is it's a harbinger, right? In in Game of Thrones, right? Like, okay. that has significance. It's telling you something. Mm-hmm. The raven is telling you something. Much like an epic writing is conveying a message. Exactly, Travis. So <laughs> Tiffany. Why is a raven like a writing desk? Because it sends a message. That's right. Uh, <laughs> this is one I think you're you're probably really excited about. Uh, why has there not been a Howard the Duck reboot? And that's from Justin. 
Okay. Go. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, have I've, you seen the first hour of the duck? I've been talking a lot. I know you have, and and so and I, I, and I think I want, that, I, want to, I want to give a chance to highlight your your movie knowledge. All right, so I think if you go back to the uh, the great cinematic experiences yeah, in history, absolutely. Uh, if if you go to any like top one hundred list of greatest films of all time. You know, Howard the Duck is really close. It's right right on the cusp of being in that list. Yeah, just just barely missing the mark completely. <laughs> That's why you don't find it on there, but it's like it's yeah. like 103 maybe. Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. it's real close. Mm-hmm. Um and I think just you know, studio support is in there. You know, you, you, everything everything this day is all about like superheroes and yeah. and making money and yep. cinematic universes. Yep. So, however, yep. Howard the Duck is a Marvel property. It is. So, Marvel Cinematic Universe, he's actually in one of those movies. Yeah, yeah he? he's he's yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy at, at the at the end. I think I think they're I think they're they're testing the waters with it. You know, we could see it real soon. You know, after like Infinity Wars Part Two, yeah. and Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> Seven, like I, I have they I, they're gonna need something. I have a follow on follow on question. Uh, so you saw Howard the Duck in Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. right? Which character design do you prefer? The oh. Howard Duck movie or Guardians of the Galaxy Howard Duck? The new one, it looks a little too kind of ratty. Yeah, he's kind of, <laughs> kind of, kind of almost more creepy to me than the. I feel like the original like movie design was a little bit more like likable and uh-huh. I don't know. I like the old one. Um, I'm not going to try and validate it anymore. I like the old one. But. <laughs> uh, you're like, oh, don't make me, don't make me praise, don't make me praise the original movie anyway. Uh, no, you. Okay, first of all, I like the original character design better. Yeah, I, I understand that Howard the Duck looks more like Howard the Duck in Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's it's kind of it's kind of creepy. He's he's got he's got a little bit of a almost Donald Duck ish vibe in yeah. the original. And and I, and I feel and maybe maybe this is why I feel like they didn't spend a lot of time on that CGI, so it just kind of looked generally like no crap. that was 100 percent practical effects jj abrams <laughs> would not let it go in that, that was seth green in, in a mocap suit <laughs> um no but so so the, the the question why hasn't there been a howard the duck reboot um i mean the fact that it was a movie in the, the first place i think is an achievement that deserves recognition. yeah um in in the root probably it only got made because george lucas was like yeah okay i, I don't know the history of the the movie but you know, it's not that far fetched to think that Howard the Duck would get a reboot, or or at least a remake, or well, like a sequel. Because well now, yeah. I mean, they made another Kindergarten Cop movie. <laughs> it was direct to DVD. But, Dolph Lundgren. You know, it's it's no, not nothing, a rumor. No, <laughs> nothing's off the table anymore. Um, no, all right, no. Justin, thank you for your question. Well, we no, I'm not done. I'm, I'm not done talking well, I'm about. I'm done this. with you. No, <laughs> I want to talk about it. I okay. want to talk about it. Go on, uh, because we're at. We thir- got a lot of questions. We're at 13 minutes. Okay. We've got a lot of questions to get to. <laughs> no, I I say that there hasn't been a reboot of it because yes, first it got made, which is a, a wonder, but I don't think there's been anybody clamoring for it. Yeah, and I mean, there's probably I, a pocket it's, it's, group of people that's like on message boards somewhere. It's not a, sending emails. It's not a huge Marvel property, right? No. So, yeah, uh they they did Captain America a long time ago and that was was crappy, <laughs> right? Um 
And you saw how long it. You're took. not talking about the first Avenger. No, no, no. Like the way I'm, back. I'm talking about the one that like made in like middle of the 80s, okay. early 90s. Um, but you know, you saw how long it took the, for them to remake that, right? Yeah. So, and that's a that's a big character. So for them to remake Howard the Duck, I would say that's an even riskier pro- prospect than uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. Yeah. Although because of Guardians of the Galaxy, now they kind of have a um, a stepping off point to possibly do that, but they could put a lot more obscure characters from like the Marvel universe yeah. in movies like that. Yeah. Depending on if they have the rights to them. <laughs> I, I, I think if they did have a Howard the duck movie, they would have to go away. It would, it would almost have to be hundred percent standalone. It would have to be like almost like a Netflix. Marvel you know, series. you know what I could see happening is sort of like how Disney took uh big hero six a Marvel property and made an animated feature out of it. Mm-hmm. I could see them taking Howard the duck and going animated with it. Just like completely out of the MCU. Yeah. Just let's, let's make a cartoon or something of it. Yeah. So, anyway, there's a fly in here now. <laughs> there, there is a fly. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, get out of here. Okay. So we're, we're talking about, uh, we're talking about movies. We're talking movies. about, we're talking about comic movies. Uh, this, this next question comes from my good friend, Wayne. Uh, and his question is, why doesn't anyone like Aquaman? Why doesn't anyone indeed win? Because Because people have a, a built-in prejudice for things <laughs> that are online. Um, I don't know why people don't like Aquaman. Do you like Aquaman? Uh, I, don't, I don't mind Aquaman. But, I mean, I'm not against Aquaman. But I, I, I don't know that. I don't know 100% about him. This is the second time I said 100% in like the last five minutes. 100%. Hundred percent accurate. <laughs> what I just said about hundred um, percent. You know. Okay. So he, so he talks to animals and he, he talks he, to sea he, animals. He rules the the kingdom under the sea. Yeah. Uh, much much like King Triton from uh, Little Mermaid. <laughs> That's right. That's, maybe he is. Oh, crossover. That's uh, it's wrong. It's wrong companies, but that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I I I guess. Aquaman just was never really as, um, even though he was established as as an important character, like amongst the Justice League and things like that. Yeah. Uh, he's just never been one of those highlighted characters in like mainstream media. Yeah, I think. I mean, everybody knows about Superman. Everybody knows about Batman, Wonder Woman. Who? The, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so so <laughs> these are common names, and then and then people will be like Aquaman. Well, who, who's that guy? What is what is he? So like for normal people, I guess. Yeah. Um. And then just his his power set sort of seems um, maybe limited in in most uses. Obviously, if there is a seafaring uh, <laughs> battle, he's he's the guy to go to. But I don't yeah. know. Um, you know, I I think maybe that boils down to like the old Justice League cartoons. Okay. Um, you know, like where like everyone is super cheesy, <laughs> and Batman's in his blue costume and. Superman like ho ho and they have like Firestorm and um a bunch of the, these other uh you know vaguely racist characters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they you know so Aquaman is in that and you just you know if he's not if they didn't have a water-based story then it's like, yeah, it's like well it's, hey guys it's kind of silly. I'll be over here. <laughs> and it, it's the same almost criticism that people had for like Ant-Man where they're like oh he can talk to ants like what kind of stupid character yeah. is that? <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! Can he tell the ants to get off of my counter because they're <laughs> eating all those? 
Okay, so all my dog's food. So in Hawaii, we have an ant problem. Yeah. No matter no matter how much we spray, there are always just ants, just hundreds of thousands of them. Just, Indeed, there's some on my eyes. <laughs> ants in my eyes, Johnson. <laughs> um, but so every time there's there's a new crop of ants on my counter, I I think, man, sorry guys, <laughs> sorry Paul Rudd would be disappointed in me right now. <laughs> I'm sure you're doing a lot of good right now for your colony, but you're just really annoying. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, what do you think about, uh, getting back to Aquaman, what do you think about the new Aquaman? Jason Momoa. M- Momoa. Uh, we got a glimpse of him in, in Batman vs. Superman. Uh, we've, we've seen his portrayal of Khal Drogo in Game of Thrones. Uh, what, what, what do you think about the future for, for Aquaman? Um, I actually, so... I was going to go back to the design of Aquaman, the, okay. the traditional, mm-hmm. like the orange and the green pants and stuff like that. Um, and and so I think that they are doing a smart thing to make uh, Aquaman more of a, um, almost like a, a Triton, a King Triton. Yeah. Looking, looking He's got character. a much more like Polynesian sort of like Pacific Islander type. Yeah. He's, he, they're drawing from a lot of the cultural like looks of, of, yeah. of that. Yeah, um, I, which I'm, I think is good, and I, I it's maybe because I've, I've lived in Hawaii for a while now, <laughs> I, 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 I can kind of like see that and be like, okay, yeah, this is something I'd be interested in checking out. Yeah, uh, uh, I like to, I like to see more of him and and what uh, he actually gives to the screen. I actually saw, uh, I, this is kind of a spoiler. I saw a sneak preview of like him in action. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really weird because he was like with a crab and a yellow fish, and they were just singing. <laughs> under the sea <laughs> under the sea <laughs> not copyright uh anyway yeah i i'm excited to see what they do with an aquaman uh, obviously aquaman is a very powerful hero i think it's just his powers are limited to a specific time and space so he maybe not time but at least space and so he he's not always maybe as effective in, in all areas so i think maybe that's why people don't like him as much as some of the other characters. Yeah, I, I just don't. I, he doesn't get, as you said at the start of it, he doesn't get as much representation uh, in in mainstream. That could change culture. La- ladies love Momoa. That's right. Hashtag it. Hashtag your wife is leaving you for Momoa. What? Hold on, uh, I gotta go. Uh, I, gotta, <laughs> I gotta go. But not until this question is answered. Okay. Uh, this next question comes to us from our good friend John. John. Uh, who? Johnny who, C. Johnny C. Uh, this and I will read it in its entirety, um, even though it appears to be cut and paste from a chat chat message. Or no, no, this is <laughs> uh, so I cut and paste it. This is exactly. I mean, all these are cut and paste. Sure, but obviously, we this, we don't do a lot of typing. This is actually like a part of a larger conversation because yeah. I was like, hey, which uh, is why it starts with actually. I was. <laughs> I said, ask me, ask me. You have a question for me and Travis, and he said. Uh, Yes. And I said, was that the question? He's like, no. And then he's like, well, actually, okay. So, uh, blah, 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 lost parody, blah, 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 blah. Well, instead of just blah, 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 let me just read it. Well, he well, says, actually, so he this said, is my question. He said all of these things, and then he asked the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. Actually, this is my question. <laughs> Have you heard about the Lost parody show that is premiering on TBS? And it is weird timing since Lost went off the air six years ago. And do you have any interest in it? And in hindsight, do you still think of Lost fondly? And who produced better output since Lost came out? Damien Lindelof or Carlton Cuse? Let's break it down. 
It's it's because this is this is there's layers to it's Damon Lindelof. Damon Lindelof. I said Damon. Damian. I'm sorry. Whoa. I, hey. I apologize. I apologize to Damon. Hey, the Omen. I know that Damon is a big fan of apathetic enthusiasm. That's right. Uh, weird aside, one of the first podcasts that I listened to, like every week, would not miss was the lost <laughs> was the lost podcast that Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse did uh, during the season of Lost, where they would talk about. The previous episode, they would give some insight into the production of the next episode. And yes, I was a freaking fervent, fervent, fervent fanboy fan. of Lost. And, and so that was one of my first real, like, had had to catch every week podcast. Um, but yeah, so have you heard about this new show on TBS that is a parody of Lost? Uh, I think it's, what is it called? Stranded? It's called Wrecked. Wrecked. Wrecked, that's right. Uh, the only reason I know about this show is because the NBA playoffs are happening right now yeah and so i watch games on tnt go spurs <clears throat> well everybody thanks for listening to the episode we're uh, uh let's not talk about the nba players. Yeah, let's not do that um but yeah so so they run commercials for this show uh on tnt and yeah it's i I've, maybe I've only, it's gonna be funny i don't know uh yeah the only thing i'm looking forward to is that reese darby from uh, Fly the Concords is in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause, cause I, cause I like, I like him a lot. Uh, but uh, you well, know, what, one of the one of the questions that that John had before uh, this question was, why now? Yeah. <laughs> like, how timely is a lost parody that they're like, you know what, let's let's do it right, let's do it. Uh, however many years, six years, six years. Yeah. Absolutely. Is it? I mean, is it a direct Lost parody? I mean, the commercial seems very much like they're referencing Lost. Yeah, a lot. Uh, that well, that that first commercial is the opening scene of Lost. <laughs> for, for fair enough. Much. Fair enough. You know. Um. Yeah. If it if it turns out to just be a Lost parody, like throughout, I almost think that would uh, increase my interest in the show. If it's just a show about, is it just a comedy about people stranded on an island after a plane crash? Maybe, maybe I won't care as much. Yeah. I honestly think the the lost parody would uh, heighten my interest in it, e- even even though it is six years later. Maybe so. I, I think that perhaps if it was closer, if it was like if it came out like a year after, yeah, then possible. then it then it would seem more as though it was capitalizing on that, right? Yeah. But, but since they did wait at least six years, then they're, <laughs> they're like, like, no, no, this is something different. People guy. like Lost, uh, but. Uh, you know, side note, um, I joined uh, like a lost Facebook group and, and I looked at lost on Twitter and there, there's so many people talking about the show still on yeah. in those groups. I think, I think the show has a, has a second life in the Netflix space and things like that. I yeah. mean, I was just talking to someone, one of our neighbors last night where they're like, Hey, we're starting it. We're trying to like start a new series on Netflix. We haven't watched lost. Do you think we should watch it? And you're like, and I was like, you, you slit their throats and it's like, watch this. <laughs> I, I, I cut their eyelids off. And I was like, you'll watch nothing but this. For you just <laughs> lost your eyelids. Uh, yeah, I, I think you shouldn't do that. I think there's a lot of people that are are still enjoying Lost through through Netflix, at least up until the first like three seasons, and then they watch season four and they're like, what's going on here? And then they just stick through it to the end, and then they have the same feelings everyone else did about well us. as long as they get through season two really yeah sure that's 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 the hard part because then th- season three they're like oh okay it's back to being interesting 
You think Se- season two was the season least two, interesting? Season two was the, um, that was the, wasn't that the strike? No, season? that was that was like season oh. three four area yeah, yeah. okay yeah. all right yeah was, season so two is that, where we get into some of the best stuff i think se- where you have season three is jack's hat two and <laughs> <laughs> yeah what does uh, it mean? there's hurley like finding the van which is like this like this episode that just stands out in my mind is just like they're just spinning their wheels right now like they because he found a van yeah exactly got it you nailed it got uh, it so i want i want i want to get into and this i think is one of my uh favorite parts about john's question is in hindsight, do you still think of Lost fondly? I know my answer, but what is yours? My answer is yes, I do. Okay, uh, I have good memories of of Lost. I don't think I'll I'll go back and ever watch the show, mm-hmm. um, but I do have fond memories just because of who, where I was at the time, and who I was watching it with. Yeah. So the first time I ever watched it was Bob Carroll. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Bob shout Carroll, out. number one fan. Uh, he, so I, I worked with him. We we're, we we're project managers and on lunch he would, we would sit in the conference room and, and we'd watch a show. Yeah. And so he's the one who introduced me to it's always sunny. Um, he's the one who just introduced me to big bang theory. So I hate him for that. <laughs> and then, uh, one and one. And then for a long time I was like, I don't want to watch this lost thing. Like, I don't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, you know, the nonconformist to me, like, I don't want to yeah, everybody's liking the show. Yeah. I don't want to be, um, it. since then I've, I've grown up, but so he's like, just just watch the first episode. If you don't like it, then you don't have to watch. So I, I watched it, and and I of course loved it. And then, um, and you were, ha- it was in the middle of like the third, towards the end of the third season, maybe the Probably, start of the fourth season. Yeah. And um, and then eventually started watching it with with you. You'd have lost parties, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. And then I went TDY. Um, I went on a trip down to Florida and then I watched the show like with you guys online at the same time. Yeah, that was, we did some weird stuff back yeah, then. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like streaming, like Twitch streams of people like doing random stuff. Yeah. If that had existed, we would have been doing that for lost. Cause <laughs> I was like setting up uh web camera feeds of us. Just, it was a reaction videos of us watching lost, but it was live. And I don't, you know, that's weird to do that. Yeah. But there are people that actually tuned in and watched us watching lost so yeah. which i don't know what's weirder us putting up the, the feed or the people that are it's kind of weird it, and you know the other thing about lost too is you know it's one of those shows that you'd sit around and you would theorize with your friends we after the show we like sit around and like talk about it and like theorize about it even john was in on it yeah there was there was a <laughs> like i think when the shows would come out like on a wednesday the first half of my thursday at work I was, was the least productive time yeah. of, of my work week because from the time I came in until probably about lunch, it was me interacting with different groups of people yeah. talking about theories for the show. And, and, and so for, for me, you know, I didn't watch the first season live. Uh, my mom actually was the one that, that watched it and recommended it to me. Yeah. And then I watched the first season on, on like DVD or something before the second season came out and I was hooked. I think I've seen the first season of lost in its entirety. Um, probably close to 10 times yeah because i watched it for myself but then we would kind of watch it with other people and be like hey come check this out and back in my youth we would kind of (laughs) hang out and like till four in the morning just just uh binge watching episodes and things like that um so i i agree with you i think the the community experience the uh watching it with other people uh that for me was was 
part of the the enjoyment of lost and and yeah. and really the water cooler conversation the the getting together every week and talking about theories and things like that and and i think a lot of shows have, have tried to since then tried to get in that same you know interest and and i think a lot of people do that with shows like the walking dead or or yeah. game of thrones things like that where uh between episodes there's a lot of things to talk about and people yep. have theories but because of the mysteries i think that were built into lost there was a lot that you could go a lot deeper to try and figure out just how twisted the producers were coming up with some of this information. Yeah, I mean, beyond the the show, in the off-seasons, they'd have the alternate reality games um, and just just so much backstory and mythology built into the show, right? And so you, you watch the show, and since you have all this like back information, you're like, oh, I wonder if they're going this direction. Yeah, and a lot of that stuff is just like red herrings and stuff. Yeah, where they're like, really oh, is. this is yeah. a character's name. And so then you like research everything about, <laughs> you know, like a, a historical character with yeah. the same name. And it has nothing to, they're just like, oh, we thought the name sounded cool. That's yeah. fine. You know, whatever. So I don't know. I, I still I still love Lost. Um, I haven't rewatched it in a while. Yeah. But uh, because most of it was shot on the island we live in, uh, I really do want to go back and look at it from a new perspective yeah. having driven around I want to go the sets I still need to go see the others village yeah oh, I haven't been there no I haven't okay yeah. um so now I want to ask the last part of that question to you okay. Travis Damon and Carlton Damon and Carlton who's, who, who's done better who's, who's done better yeah um so Carlton is stuck mostly to television yeah he's he's had some shows like Bates Motel yep. um some other projects he's worked on I think I think he's done pretty well. I don't feel like he's had the same um, success with Lost. I, I don't mean it, that's that's a rare find, but I think he's done a good job with the projects he's worked on. I uh, I, I almost think that he is comfortable where he is. Sure, and he's like, sure. you know what? I'm not, I don't need to you know expand out uh, to do other things like because he's he's pretty much got a good spot yeah. where he is. Yeah. Right? and I mean, Lost wasn't the first show that he was a showrunner on or was working on right. he, he'd been working in television for a long time uh damon was relatively new on the scene i think lost was one of the first major projects he worked on um as a as a producer and, and things like that so since then he's moved on to a lot of other things uh big movies he worked uh what's that what's the alien movie that uh, prometheus 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 uh he's marlon uh, Tomorrowland, uh, Star, Star Trek movies with JJ. He, yeah. he worked on those. Um, a lot of people have issues with um, some of the projects he writes on that maybe they... A, a lot of the projects he writes on. <laughs> <laughs> you particularly have a, have a problem with a lot Look, of he's, he's success He's successful with the movies, but the, the issue that we go back to time and time again with Lindelof is he writes questions that don't get answers in his scripts okay prometheus is like that like there's there's questions that he like throws them up in the air like oh well here's a mystery that don't get resolved in the course of the narrative do you think that that's a requirement for it to be a good or successful project uh no not necessarily but some of these questions that he asked like they're just so open-ended that you're like why do you why do you even have them um, I, I think at times he tries to bring up questions to get people thinking about them without ever any intent of giving you the answer because that's not necessarily his job. Hurley bird. Hurley bird. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> Hurley bird is a perfect example of that, right? Where, okay. Ah, here's a, here's a mystery. Huh? 
and then it uh, never gets resolved. Yeah, but does it? Do you need to have it resolved? Does it? Does it impact the show or change? Yeah, it does. It, it does, does. Honestly, yeah. Because why? If if, if you lo- if you introduce elements to a narrative, you have an obligation to, in some way, shape, or form, resolve that. Leaving stuff in the air, uh, t- it 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 doesn't close well, I th- things off. I think when you when you're when you're dealing with the... it, it seems it seems lazy is what it does. It's right. like oh you know what let's fill this script with uh with something, uh and, okay and then and then at the very end you'd be like well that doesn't matter. Right? I I don't know I think I think the the in the context of mystery freaking island. And and the the weird things that happened on that island and visions people had and things like that, um, I I chalk the Hurley Bird up to the same things as like Kate's horse and things like that, where there are weird things that happen on the island. People see strange things or experience weird things that maybe it's the smoke monsters doing, maybe it's something else, but there are weird things that happen that that are in, that are personalized. Hurley's the one that heard the bird say Hurley it's no no one else Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and and so maybe that was just another one of those weird personal experiences anyway yeah we we should we should should branch off into a lost podcast not convinced (laughs) john thank you so much for your question uh we chewed up probably a lot of time talking about lost yeah sure uh let's let's rapid fire through a few of these uh another another question from tiffany uh go ahead and read it out uh so my good friend tiffany she asks, why is Val Kilmer such a hunk and gift to the human race? A chiseled jaw, right? Uh, and and this is a really quick, really <laughs> quick answer. Uh, he's not a hunk or a gift. He's fat and ugly. <laughs> current status. <laughs> current current status. Uh, no, t- ever since I was a, ever since we were kids in, in high school, Tiffany has always been like, Val Kilmer, he's my heart. celebrity crush. She she doesn't actually sound like that. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, I've always just been like, no, 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 you're wrong. No, you're wrong. And she used this forum to to bring that back up. <laughs> yeah, and actually the question was uh, targeted at me because I just recent uh, I recorded an episode of Submitted for Your Approval with one of her friends that she okay. was in Dublin with, and at the end of it, I was like. Hey, next time you talk to Tiffany, tell her that Val Kilmer is fat and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and so she sent me a she sent me a message like instantaneously, like "f you." Uh, uh, so, so okay. this is her question. There it is. Um, he is ugly. Okay. okay. Uh, next question is from Chelsea. Uh, do you know who Chelsea is? No. Oh. Hmm. Uh, probably, 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 right, so, well, probably someone that doesn't matter to me or my existence. <laughs> Chelsea, thanks for your question. Uh, if you hosted a podcast with a celebrity, who would it be? This is a good question. Uh, Apathetic enthusiasm with you, Brandon Cruz. That, that was my that was my answer. Oh, what? Flattery. That's how we get through life. We just we just build each other up. That was uh, price is right. Realistically, if if say I wasn't available for a week and you could have a celebrity of your choosing, oh, this is a this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Val there's, there's so <laughs> Howard the Duck. <laughs> Uh, we we need to establish, establish some ground rules. Oh, okay. Okay. They have we to have, be alive. They have to be alive. So Walt Disney's out. Yes. Uh, they have to be a real person. Okay. And I think so that's Walt Disney's out. I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> Walt Disney's <laughs> out. Um, do do you have one off the top of your head? Uh, I I don't. I think uh, 
I think especially because the topics we dealt with, um, it would be someone in, in like the movie or cinema, cinema world. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, probably like, like a Spielberg or somebody, just somebody that you could just pick their brain for a long time. And that's had, had a really long successful career and you could just talk, talk movies and stuff. with. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's not the direction I thought you would, you would go with that. Damon Lindelof. That's who, that's who I would <laughs> Yeah, there, there we go. Uh, I think I would choose like, um, somebody from the state. That's my, that's my first. Thought. Okay. So yeah. like David Wayne or, yeah. Or Michael Showalter or, or someone like that. Yeah. I, th- I think, uh, so Michael Showalter and Michael Ian Black, they had, they had a podcast briefly, uh, but they would just, they, they would talk about philosophical issues, <laughs> but they, they didn't say anything intelligent about it. <laughs> right. Uh, so it was, it was really, um, it was really stupid. The humor is really stupid. Uh, or so right up your alley, right up my alley or my, <laughs> or my man crush Paul Rudd. Uh, hey, get Ant-Man in the and, studio. And, he, and he's close enough to the state crowd because of wet, hot American summer. Yeah. Coming back again to Netflix 10 years next later. year. So make it your beeswax to be there. Do you, do you think they'll open that, uh, that Netflix show with them coming back? Like in, in reference to the, uh, the original film where they're like, Hey, let's come back here in like 10 years. And like, what time should we be here? <laughs> like, Oh no, I got something going on at nine thirty. Uh, I, I think, I think they have, every intent on recreating. I really hope so. Yeah. Like, like just for that scene. That's what I want. Um, all right. Thank you, Chelsea, whoever you are. Thanks. Thanks, Chelsea. Uh, the next question is from Sheena. Oh wait, she didn't ask us any questions. Thanks. Sheena. <laughs> when, when are you coming home? <laughs> when are you coming home? We have stuff to do. Uh, next question from Ryan, uh, McGee. Uh, I'm going to ask you the first question. Okay. And then you ask me the second question. Okay. Uh, so the first question is Twilight Zone related. Yep. Why was the Twilight Zone so good, but every time they tried to redo it, it was terrible? With the news of uh, Kevin Levine um, from the Bioshock series and Irrational Games um, coming out and and writing a script for a Twilight Zone reboot, and it's like an interactive slash movie. Um, It's supposed to be like a hybrid of the two. Rebooting it, essentially. Um a lot of people out there were like, oh, this is, this is stupid. And like, it doesn't capture the, the feel of the, the, the show. And, uh, I was talking to these, these guys on Twitter. Uh, they host the, the twilight pone podcast. Okay. <clears throat> and, uh, I was like, you know, I like Kevin Levine. Like the Bioshock series is, is great. Um, and, uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff in there that twilight zone has that feel that kind of like odd, quirky uh, uh feel and they're like we we can see how it might be good but it's almost twilight zone in name only yeah okay. like it could be its own thing without being associated with the twilight zone and and so i i agree i agree with that sentiment and um do, do you think that's a situation that previous reboots have, have struggled with is is that Really, it's just if they slap the name Twilight Zone on it, and then they're like, "Yeah, it's a weird show." Check I, it out. I feel that way. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, because the original series, um, you have Rod Serling, who, you know, wrote so many of the teleplays and was just p- pumping out scripts for it. Um, and then you know, he his persona is is always there through the narration. And mm-hmm. at the end, of, you know, started at the end of the season. Now he's on screen, 
you know, you have you have somebody who represents like the Twilight Zone is him, sure. right? Right. It is it is inseparable from Rod Serling, and so you have these reboots like in the eighties, and they they tried it again in the early two thousands, and they're they don't have that. You, yeah. you you have different writers, you have different showrunners, and um, you don't have Rod Serling, and you don't have and, Rod, and I, Rod Serling. If if I had to uh, have an opinion about this, yeah. I would say that that I think is part of the reason that it hasn't been successful is because part of the character of the show, a show that is different storylines every episode, yeah. that one consistent thing that you do have is Rod Serling yeah. and and his narration and things like that, and so. I think to to lose that is is it it makes it not Twilight Zone specifically. It makes yeah. it something different. I and I I feel more I I feel strong more strongly about this uh, nowadays. And in a sense, I was like, oh yeah, I'd like to, I'd love to have a Twilight Zone reboot. I'd love that. But you know, I don't I, without Rod Serling. It's it's just it's just as Twilight Bone says, uh, Twilight Zone a name only. And I think that if they were to do any kind of Twilight Zone reboot. They would have. I would say, this is my idea for it. They have a bunch of scripts that they they wanted to use for the Twilight Zone based on stories and different stories that were submitted to the show. Sure. To, submitted to Serling. If they wanted to do a Twilight Zone offshoot or reboot or movie or something like that, they would pull from that content or remake the episodes. Right. Like mm, to, episode remakes. Would be I mean, kind of. Real Steel. Yeah. Was with Hugh Jackman. That was based. That was a um, Richard Matheson story, and that was a Twilight Zone episode. All right, um, and so you know whatever your mileage may vary on, on the remakes, but <laughs> but I think that that's the way to do it. I would argue that the Twilight Zone movie back in the eighties uh, was was pretty decent. Uh, it was pretty decent because they had Burgess Meredith who was on the original series, and they it was an anthology style movie, and right. they, it was just self contained. Bam! There was an original one. There was a couple remakes of some some episodes and so I, I think that's the way to to approach it do you think that i not not to be you know sacrilegious in, in terms of twilight zone or anything but do you think they could potentially find a new face that maybe like a new host that that comes into the twilight zone a twilight zone series and maybe like introduces the shows in a similar way and, and not not exactly tries to you know do the exact same thing rod certainly did but uh, do you think it needs that sort of, you know, host that that individual to kind of intro outro shows and things like that for for or do you think that it would just never be accepted because they're trying to replace what Rod Serling did? There's so many aspects of the show and of Rod Serling and his his DNA runs through that initial uh, five seasons. Sure. And so I, I think it's, I think it's difficult to replicate that Yeah, in, in any meaningful way. I, I, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons why I don't think a Twilight Zone reboot works. Uh, if you not, want more information, not, on to, Twilight Zone. not to say that these shows are, are bad, right? Not to say those, those, the eighties and the two thousands reboot are bad, but they're TZ, I N O Twilight Zone and name only. Sure. Um, and as a standalone, you can name it anything else. Fantastic stories. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, X Files. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, so that's, that's my yeah. spiel on that. If you want to hear more, I'm at uh, submit for your approval. Yeah. You check Download me out. Download that podcast. It, at S4YA underscore podcast. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Um, all right. So, here, here's your question, Travis. 
what has been the catalysts behind the different golden ages of Disney movies? Uh, thank you, Ryan, for your question. Uh, I have no idea. Moving <laughs> on. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, am, I am believing in that uh, Ryan's uh, talking about animated movies, I think, more so than she, she, bang, just, bang. which is not a Disney film. Get, get out of your garage. Get it, out. Itty bitty, itty, <laughs> itty bitty gang bang. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> that is not a Disney film. <laughs> uh, yeah, but there there have been, Pete's Dragon. I guess, uh, highs and lows in, in Disney animation over time. Um, I can't, off the top of my head, and maybe because I'm out of practice on my Disney fandom, uh, speak to specific golden ages, but a few, a few areas that do... Um, come to mind are, are, are those initial early animated films where you have Snow White and Pinocchio and Dumbo, things like that, Yeah, uh, where it was a brand new medium, really. I mean, having full-length animated features was uh, like the first of its kind. Yeah. So I think that's like when we see new stuff coming out, out now where the technology is interesting. And so there, it wasn't just kids going to see those movies. It was adults and it was, it was everybody fascinated by seeing those films. So. Yeah. Um, I think over time as that style and animation became more prevalent, it was like, all right, they're just trying to churn out stories and things like that. And then, and then when Walt died, I think the studio lost a little bit of its heart and its direction. Yeah. And so I think that's where things really started to stray off course. And then you start getting into like, uh, seventies and and early eighties where it was like, black cauldron and things like that yeah. and it's like okay they're just <laughs> come on guys sword in the stone so then where it really i think picked up again was with the little mermaid and and all of a sudden you had the little mermaid you had aladdin uh some of these movies lion king really kind of picked uh they they found really good talent uh in both in voice acting and in story and just there was there was this new sort of like fun in the movies where, yeah. you know, the, the songs are upbeat and catchy and things like that. Um, things kind of, things kind of hit a rocky point, uh, well, just pre Pixar. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause they, they switched to a, you know what, let's not make any original movies. Let's just do direct to direct video sequels to a bunch of Disney. So, so that was, that was a problem. And, and that, w that was a different studio, right? So that's, they would, they would utilize, it wasn't the same people making the major animated films uh -huh. that were, that were churning out the Lion King two and a half, you know, direct <laughs> to VHS. Yeah. Um, a lot of that was the people that were doing, you know, and, and, and they're stretching themselves thin with like Disney channel shows and things like that, yeah. where they're, they're, they're sucking as much money as they can out of these really successful properties. Uh, meanwhile, like when computer animation kind of came on they they kind of struggled to kind of find a balance with that yeah so like this is the new thing this is this is what's happening pixar is blowing up and and luckily for disney they are kind of aligned with pixar to be able to capitalize on on their success yeah but they were putting out movies like i don't know like chicken little and things like that where yeah uh if you love chicken little i'm not i'm not here to stomp <laughs> on you but uh they they didn't have the same quality and I think the same just heart. like heart. Yeah. yeah. As, and so then when some of these new movies have started to come out, like that are using computer animation, uh, I'm going to say Tangled, uh, Wreck-It Ralph, Big Hero 6. A lot of these movies, um, they're fun again. They're, 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 some of them, you know, Tangled isn't necessarily an original story. Rapunzel isn't, isn't, you know, new, yeah. but the, the direction they took with it and things that they're doing with it, they're fun. Frozen was, 
ridiculous. I still have to deal with uh, <laughs> Anna and Elsa in my household on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and and I think and, and I, th- I think they took a cue from Pixar because Pixar uh, is is known for taking kind of adult themes, right, in in translating them into an animated feature for kids. Yeah, I mean, Toy Story three, I cried in the theater. Yeah. And it's it's not because of the quality of the film. It was because uh, the heart and the storyline yeah. in it. You know, I connect with these characters even though they are yeah. inanimate objects. Yeah. That that you, you know, in in like uh, Monsters University, even you know the the moral of that story is yeah. Sometimes you're not born to to do the thing that you want to do, but you know what? You're good at something else. Yeah, exactly. That uh, one of the producers talked about that in sort of like a, an interview where he, he said, you know, it's great for kids to be, want to do, you know, yeah, had to have a goal, but you're not always cut out for everything yeah. and you need to, you need to be good at what, what you're made to be good at. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah, I, I think, I think Disney is at a real high point right now. Zootopia is oh, yeah. crushing box office so good, yeah. uh, numbers. So I know they're, they're doing some good things right now. I I'm afraid that something's going to break here pretty soon. Um, I don't know. Pixar is interesting and, and I know they're not directly Disney, but Pixar is really rushing their, uh, production schedule, mm-hmm. trying to, trying to churn out movies like every year. Um, it used to be, if it had Pixar on the poster, like it was going to be a good movie. Yeah. And now with cars two, uh, which was not my favorite. Uh, but like, I, I prefer cars two actually. Anyway, we can we can we can um, save that for another. Show. I don't I don't like I don't like the Cars series, but if I had to pick one, I'd pick Cars two. Okay, all right. Uh, Cars two was the first Pixar movie where I was like, I don't know. Well, Cars was for me. Okay, and and I didn't like uh, Brave. Yeah, Brave. Yeah, and then because because she is an entitled little brat, and it bothers <laughs> me the entire time. Uh, what? And then we saw Good Dinosaur. Good which Dinosaur, was, which is so so. It's okay. Um, but they're going to be turning out stuff like Finding Nemo 2, Finding Dory or whatever yeah. and things like that. So they're, they're starting to get into a little bit of that, uh, stuff that stuck with Disney where it's like, all right, these were really popular. Let's make sequels of them. And obvi- I mean, there's a fourth Toy Story movie coming yeah. out. The first three have all been wildly successful. So, I mean, positive reinforcement for making sequels, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they've had good sequels, so it's not... You know, as long as they they put an effort into the story, um, and they they've shown with maybe exception of Cars two because you don't like it, uh, but you know, like Monsters I mean, University was good. It was it was the first time I saw a movie and I was, and I was a Pixar movie and I was like, this wasn't an overwhelming like yeah. knock it out of the park. Yeah, that was that was brave for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Moving on. Thank you, Ryan, for your question. We're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're steamroll, steamroll through some of these. Uh, so <laughs> let's ask me Sean's next question. Sean. If Batman had to go 12 rounds with Rocky Balboa, who would win? Uh, so here's here's how this situation We just added out. another hour to the podcast. <laughs> uh, let me let me go ahead and give you a backstory about this this question. Uh, so Sean and I uh, I used I worked with him in in Arkansas and one night we were drinking a lot and we were watching like a Rocky marathon. Nice. <laughs> Night as, as one is. Awesome. And this was like in 2004, 2003, 2004. And I got drunk and I, w- I just started telling the story about like how my idea for a new Rocky movie is going to be how Rocky is old, but then there's a young guy who comes back and wants to fight Rocky again. And then, so then they, then they duke it out. And of course, like Rocky's son is all about fighting too. <laughs> uh, 
and I went on for like like an hour uh, on this. We don't have an hour on this podcast. Did, did you did you essentially write the 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 treatment for Rocky Balboa? Uh, yeah, I, start, I started <laughs> drunkenly. It. I started in, in room. like the the writer was like behind the window. Like, like <laughs> this is good stuff. <laughs> if he starts talking about Creed, make sure you get a fresh sheet, sheet of paper. Get, get Ryan Coogan in here. Uh, so so since then he he just goes to me like whenever there's a Rocky thing. When when Rocky Balboa came out, he's like, "You son of a, you, you knew it, you knew it." And then Creed came out, and I still haven't seen it. Oh, God, I need to. Yeah, I need to watch it too. Here's a good, so good. So, anyways, so Rocky and Batman, here, here's how this would play out. They're they're both fighters. We, uh, we need to, set, we need to set some ground rules here. When we talk about Batman, Batman has a lot of gadgets. Yeah, there's no gadget. It's just him and it's Rocky just, in just, a ring. Like, okay. He can have the cowl on. Bare knuckle boxing. <laughs> so his face isn't shown. Okay. <laughs> but... You but, know. but no batarangs or anything. He can't. He can't use mm, grappling mm, hooks in this mm, in this situation. Nope. Nope. Uh, and, Smoke bombs. And and Rocky has uh, Mickey, and of course <laughs> Batman has Alfred. Uh, so this first they they go twelve rounds. They all go right. they go all twelve rounds. It's 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 a decision. Goes to, goes the decision. Batman wins. Okay. Batman wins. Uh, I mean Rocky tries. He, you know everyone's like, oh man, he's gonna get his his ass kicked. Uh. But you know, Rocky has heart. He's got heart. He's and got he's heart. Gonna, he's gonna he's gonna stick in into the end. Yeah. yeah, absolutely right. He's got the he's got the heart of the tiger. <laughs> I have the, the tiger. I think. Oh, he's got a heart of the tiger too. He's got both. The surgery in this. There's, in there's this a world. lot of tiger references <laughs> in this world. Uh, but so the promoters, Don King, is like, we need to have another one of these fights. We gotta have another one of these fights, and so they have another fight. Right? Guess who wins this time? Rocky <sighs> knocks Batman out. In what round? The twelfth round. Oh wow! Right at the very the fans are getting like their 10, money. Ten with. seconds left. Rocky throws a throws a wild haymaker because they're just going blow for blow, right? You know how these Rocky movies are. Oh yeah, like where they don't slow they don't, motion, like they don't play defense at all. Yeah. Right. Uh, and 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 Rocky just knocks him out, right? And, and Rocky takes his face and pulls back <laughs> and reveals he was the joker the whole time the whole time <laughs> the whole time and so you know they both win in this yeah. in this situation everybody wins and then they become best friends <laughs> and then rocky fights uh mr t <laughs> in the third one and then and then batman's son robin <laughs> has to fight apollo creed's son that, that's that's and, right um all right good 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 thank you sean Thanks, for sean. that very helpful question <laughs> uh in, in to stay on topic with uh, great fights and uh, and all, all huge battles, uh, this this question comes to us from Chris Chris, yeah. Chris Rondazzo, mm-hmm. the editor in chief of Geekade.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you rather have to fight a hundred duck duck sized horses or one horse sized duck? This could also be a Howard the Duck tie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's go back to Howard the Duck. <laughs> um, what what do you think? We'd have to set up some ground rules. <laughs> uh, are what, are what, the horses wearing saddles? Uh, do we have weapons? Do do we have a hammer? Oh man, I could tell my duck joke. No, uh, <laughs> do not. Do not. We don't it. have the time. Uh, do we? Do we have a weapon of some? You have you. Okay, you know this is our this is our show. Yeah. So you get one non uh, projectile weapon. It's a blunt object of some sort. Yes. I'm going to take uh, Lucille. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You take Lucille. I'll take uh, Charlie's Rat Bat from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, <laughs> which is very similar to Lucille, sure. coincidentally. Uh, all right. Now, which one? 100, 100 ducks. Uh, I'm going to, I think 
a hundred duck-sized horses over the horse-sized duck. Because I'll be honest with you, a regular-sized duck is somewhat intimidating to me at times. <laughs> you know, and you get a few of those in a room or at a lake. Uh-huh. You know, you got you say you've got a loaf of bread. Yeah. They can become aggressive, okay? <laughs> yeah, they can. But, but a bunch of small horses, um, you know, they're not – they're not going to be pecking at you. Uh, I, I feel like you could kind of just, you know, shoo them away yeah. relatively. I mean, what are and, they going to do? And they, and they, can't, they, they do? can't jump that high, right? Yeah. So, I mean, so I mean maybe like, some of them are like equestrian champion yeah. duck-sized horses. But it, still, they're not going to get much higher than like your knees. And, and assuming they don't have horseshoes, right? Uh, because... First of all, like who is yeah the craftsmanship to yeah, make those, who are the blacksmiths those shoeing tiny, all these those horses? horses. <laughs> uh, I would I would also take the the hundred duck sized horses, uh, just because you know, like and you could just dumbass horses. I mean, you could just <laughs> if with your blunt object, you yeah. just clear those out. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, you just like back up into like you know you you funnel them into a choke point, <laughs> and then and you just you pile them up. That's it. That's it. Okay. Final question. Wait, no, we have, we have two more. Two more questions. We have two more. Uh, this one is by a certain friend of mine, Kevin. What were movies that flopped but deserve a reboot? Oh. Oh, goodness. Do you have one in mind? I didn't even see this question. Um, <laughs> Howard think. the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it well played. So we have to establish some ground rules. Uh, <laughs> no, We have to know which, which movies flopped, right? You know, you think of... A, you can think of a lot of uh, comic-related ones, um, like Jonah Hex, Constantine, uh, Max Payne, Hitman, uh, yeah. Punisher. Mm, okay. But I think I, I think Punisher may have been considered a flop, but even if it wasn't, I, I would like to see that rebooted. And thankfully... Shout out to Netflix. Shout out to Netflix. Uh, John Bernthal from uh, Daredevil Season 2 as the Punisher has his own season coming out. Yeah, it's officially been been inked, if you will, so that that contract is done and, yeah. and we will get the Punisher season. Absolutely on Netflix. Super excited about that. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, like, it's hard for me to think of a flopped movie because I think the great movies stand out in my mind. Uh, not not the flops so much. Um, uh, you know what? I, I got I got one. Uh, I think it was considered a flop, but Dread. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with yeah, that was Carl not Urban. that did not have a lot of success in uh in the box office. Yeah. But but critic, it, critics seem to love it. It doesn't need a reboot, right? But it needs it should have a sequel because yeah. because Paul Urban and, and the proper it. amount of publicity to yeah. maybe get people to to hear about it and actually see it. Yeah, abs- absolutely right. All right. Uh, Th- thanks Kevin. Thank you. Um, also thanks for the uh the the Overwatch beta key. <laughs> oh, hey. Hey. Um all right. Final question. This is from Matt, also at geekade.com. Uh, lifetime Hawaiians. Are are we? Are like, we lifetime? We are not. We are not. In fact, in fact, breaking we... news. Uh, <laughs> this is like my last month in Hawaii. Yeah. And then I will be moving. So if you are a regular listener uh, of the show, be prepared. Uh, we may have some some unique episodes coming up over the next couple of months as we do transition yes. to an all online recording <laughs> process. Uh, you will still be in Hawaii for, yeah, uh, for another year and a half, at least another year and a half. Yeah. Uh, but I will be moving. So I'll be back on the mainland. Uh, and we will, <laughs> we, we, we have no intentions of quitting, uh, but we will be, but we have some challenges. Ahead we have some challenges. Ahead. Uh, yes. and, and, you know, so the answer is no, we're not lifetime Hawaiians because we are 
we are in the Air Force, and so we air get power. they air power, space power, <laughs> AF. And so they, you know, uh, you're on a base for a certain period of time, and then they, they move Moving you away. On. And yeah. that's that's why Travis and I knew each other in Oklahoma. That's right. Um, we're we're there out there in Oklahoma City, and then uh, and fate brought us back together that's for right. this podcast. Fate and the Air Force Personnel Center. <laughs> fate <laughs> and my my year in Korea. Uh, uh, so anyway, so no, we're not lifetime Hawaiians, but we we do like it out here. I've, I very much enjoyed my my four years that I've gotten to spend in Hawaii, and I am very sad to see this all these beautiful beaches and things uh, be sons, in, in, sons of the beaches. so much so much sun <laughs> um uh, he actually has has another question that i that i missed here okay um but that is how did we arrive at apathetic enthusiasm i feel like this is a good well you, you walked you walked a block yeah. over to my house yeah <laughs> and i was like i'm here that's how i arrived uh it was it was a phone call conversation uh, I was out of town yeah. uh, for for a, week, a couple of weeks, and we were like, okay, we want to do this podcast. We wanna we want to come up with something. Uh, we need a name. I think I said I was really into oxymorons. Yeah. Um, and then you and Chelsea just started firing them off rapid fire. We just we pretty much just were like, all right, let's oxymoron the hell out of this. <laughs> yeah. And then you were like, uh. So somebody said maybe it was Chelsea. I th- I, I do believe it. Chelsea was the first one that, that combined the, the the idea of apathy and enthusiasm, uh-huh. and and then we played with a few iterations of 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 those those words, and then I think apathetic enthusiasm, because we even like considered like enthusiastic apathy yeah. or something. Yeah, we did. And I was like, ah, it doesn't doesn't quite you to know roll it. off yeah. the tongue the same way. Uh, and yeah, and so then we just kind of. You know, mantraed it for a few minutes. Like, all right, after that enthusiasm, <laughs> how, how can, yeah, we, how can we justify this as a title of the show? And then I ran over to my laptop and I made a, a graphic in like ten minutes, <laughs> and we recorded a podcast. The graphic the next you day. see here today, <laughs> yeah. uh, a new graphic is coming. I swear, it, it's coming. Um, but yeah, and then so that's that was that. It was for us in the, at the beginning. It was more about let's let's pen to paper, get some stuff out there, let's start the show, um, and now over a year later we're still doing it so yeah. so it's a good deal yep um we did it we made it through a question and answer we episode. we did it thank Travis. you so much to everyone who sent in a question uh, or who unwillingly just asked a question because we forced <laughs> you to uh possibly at knife point um how do you th- how do you feel it went you want to do another one of these yeah that's i i, I like i like speaking off the cuff yeah so um <laughs> Hopefully we'll get a chance to do another one of these. I, I like these because the I feel loose, feeling loosey goosey. Loosey, yeah. It's, it's a chance for you to shine this. and talk about your Howard Duck <laughs> knowledge. It, it, it reminds me of a podcast with with Sizemore in the <laughs> sense that it's just you know it just kind of goes oh. here and there. Uh, I do have a good question for you. Uh, it's some. T- it's not even a good question, but I just want to point out uh, just that Walt Disney conversation, and then before that, the Rod Serling conversation. There's there's a tie right there between like the heart of twilight zone and the heart of disney mm-hmm. like and uh and there that's a discussion point i think that we could explore some other time but maybe in a blog post app that enthusiasm.com hey uh everybody thank you so much for listening uh if you like the show maybe you're new to the show and 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 you've only listened to a few episodes thank you so much for checking it out yeah uh if you are new uh thank you to whoever uh 
inform people about the show. If, if you like it, you can head over to iTunes and go give us a five-star review. That would be really helpful. That would help other people to uh, find the show as well. Uh, if you don't listen on iTunes, maybe you use Stitcher or, I don't know, Pod Eaters. <laughs> you yeah, know, what, yeah. there's one of the hundred different um, you know, podcatchers out there. Uh, whatever you use, if you go and give a five-star review of the show, it will help our ratings out a little bit and help other people to find the show. So thank you so much for doing that, if you already have. And uh, until next week. And that that's it. Until until next week, guys. Uh, we appreciate you. Captain America. Appreciate Civil hanging War. Out. Yep. It's coming. It's, it's already here internationally. Got my tickets. You know, I don't get why Captain America... Got a week early distribution overseas. Well, what, what is with that? You know, yeah. in its defense, it was playing here at a military base yesterday, <laughs> and we and weren't we able it. to get tickets. Yeah, <laughs> we really pulling our our podcast cred there. <laughs> uh, but we will have a full spoiler free and spoiler review, uh, depending on how much I can get Brandon to not say <laughs> um, <laughs> next week on the on the show. Uh, and until then. I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. Talk to you next time. See ya. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.